So I started out thinking, what do I say about fathers on Father's Day? <laughs> Father's Day is always an interesting one. Uh, here's the thing, you know, my kids haven't quite made it all the way to adulthood yet, so I guess that, the jury's out on that one. Uh, we'll find out later. So I thought about this and went back a couple generations and thought about my grandfather and lessons I might be able to get from him to my father. Now, I thought about a lot of interactions that they had together, which is always interesting, and you think, well, if you have a son that's a minister, you must have done a good job raising your kid. And then I looked at my grandfather. And uh, <laughs> in so many ways, he was not a model dad. My grandfather was in, in, in every way respectable I can say it. He was just plain strange. A man of idiosyncrasies, all right? Very unique. He did things that I will never tell you in public, all right? Many things that I could never tell you in public. Uh, and I loved him very dearly. But I would not say always he was a model dad. And that's just the truth about, I think, families, is that we look for some perfect dad or mom, parent, because we want to aim to get these kids in the right direction. Right? We want our family to be just right. And as we look back, we really see that families are filled with struggle. <laughs> Every family that's out there, as far as I know, as far as I understand, my family is filled with humans. Not sure about yours, but mine is filled with humans, and all of those humans have their great struggles. Right? There are nights in my family that I remember as a kid or as a father that I never want to relive, right? Nights that I wish would never have happened, and yet they were there, and they happened. And many of them started out with those personalities. Whew, they're rough sometimes. We disagree about things at times. We love each other dearly, but sometimes close is just too close, you know? We have some easygoing folks in our family. Then there's others, right? <laughs> in fact, I have, there is one of my daughters, and I won't tell you who, has a perfect shirt for her. Uh, it has a porcupine right on the front. And it, it's all scrunched over like this, quills all out, and says, I need a hug. And that's the truth, right? right? <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way families are, right? When you get personalities and put them together, and there are moments of all these things that happen in your family, right? It's great. And then it's tough, all at the same time. So I was searching verses, and I looked at ones, and I thought, oh, there's a great one. How about this one? Honor your father and your mother. 
And that's a great one for all those model families out there. It's fantastic. Just what God says to do, and it's wonderful advice. And I thought, well, maybe that worked once last year, I guess. Maybe in my house, right? Right? But yet we find living day to day with other people, right? Trying to get the things right and trying to make choices right for our family and with our own problems, right? It's hard. It's hard to have a family and do the right thing. It's very difficult. So then I was going over more verses, and I found this one about a rebellious son. It's great. It, takes, it talks about dragging him to the town council for stoning. It's fantastic. <laughs> so some of you are saying, what are you talking about? That's because maybe you've never had a teenager in your house, right? <laughs> Some are shocked at that. <laughs> Some people are shocked, and other people are saying, what's the reference for that verse? I'd like to have that. I'd like to know what that is. Oh, the point is that there's tension in every family, right? And there's no perfect father out there uh, except God himself. But we even see this. When we looked at Jesus in his, in his life, right? We looked at Jesus and his life. His family had tension in it. His family had tension. Now, I want to talk about that tension and look at that. Because if you really want to go and see what matters in a family, you need to go to the master of it all. All right? So we're going to go and see what Christ says in Matthew chapter number 10. This is a reference he has to tension in a family. And I want you to see that maybe it's not what you think it is. When we first read it, we're going to look at that tension. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 34, as we read and see what Jesus talks about having struggles in a family. A real family. All right. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Maybe some of you have felt like that. You had kids with your family. You felt like your own enemies live right close to you. Some days you feel those tensions. But there's something a little different that Jesus is talking about. Now, if we look at what it says, is setting a man, uh, uh, variance against the son, talks about different family members being, being at variance with. That just means... That they're not getting along. That's what that means. All right? Being at variance with is a nice way to say they're arguing about things. They don't get along. There's tension. There's stress there in that family. Now, why, though? Now, here's the difference. Here's what we want you to look at. Specifically, there's a couple of different reasons for tension in a family. All right? couple different reasons. Now, I want to back up in that passage to verse number 32. We're going to read the whole passage, 
uh, 32 all the way through verse 40 because I want to put it in context where Christ said it. Yes, he's talking about tension in a family. He's talking about a struggle, a real struggle in a family, but why and over what? All right? Verse number 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth, loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me, or receiveth him that sent me. So here we have this. He's talking about two different ways to live. Two different ways in your family. All right? There's two ways. And Jesus always splits this up so cleanly. So amazing. He takes complicated things we look at in life, and he splits them right down and says, look, this is what's really going on. There's something really going on. There will be tension in families. There will be times when people don't get along, when they disagree and things. The question is, where does that come from in your family? If your tension, this is one pathway, all right? There's tension that comes from personalities, right? Personalities. There's tension that comes from anger, from sorrow, from pain. Those things from selfishness. Now those things will bring tension in a family. As sure as it can be, there'll be tension in a family. If you have selfishness, if the people around you have selfishness, it will bring tension in your family between members. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. So that's one pathway. You can go and say, well, that's what, we, that's what defines us, is all of this battle amongst personalities. Then there's one more. All right? There's one more way. And he said, here's another way. Tension can come, some from personalities, but much more in what is most important. When a family says, what are we doing here? We are living for God. We're going to choose to aim the ship a certain direction. So you get on a ship and you say, well, <clears throat> the, there's a whole crew gets on board. 
right? And they've got a destination. Within that crew, not everybody has to agree all the time and all the moments and all get along all together, but you still know where the ship is headed. All right? And you're on board and you're going there. That's the direction it's headed. There might be a cranky guy running the engines one day, but it's okay, he's still headed that direction. Those are two separate ways you can run your life. You can say, I want my family to be living for God. That's the direction I want. I'm going to make choices in my life. I'm going to put these things in my life in front of me on purpose. Regardless of my personality, this is the most important thing for my family. And it's the most important thing for me. And I'm going to live like this the best I can. Yep, we're going to have little things here and there along the way. But that's the way the ship is headed. You're part of the family. You're on the ship. Let's go. This is the direction we're headed. So you make those choices in your family, and you say, my family is pointed towards that direction. What does that even mean? Right? What does that mean? Or, we'll come back to that in a minute, or you can just say, well, whatever happens in my life, uh, we're just going to kind of let it all happen, and the personalities are going to take over, and we have no aim, no direction. That's the difference. Christ says, when you put God in your life and say, that's my aim and that's my direction, there will be tension. And there will be battles from sometimes right close in your family, right next to you, and sometimes out on the exterior of your family. When they know that's your goal, there will be tension. But if you keep on that pathway, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you. I'm going to walk with you. You're going to know, but you've got to give that life up. Right? You're going to have to give that life up to let me know that you're worthy of, that, that you're worthy of me. Right? You're headed that direction. So what do you want your family to do? What do you want your family to be like? It doesn't happen by accident. If you let everything just sort of roll towards your family without choices, you're going to get a whole lot of personalities and, and selfishness and a whole lot of tension. But it's not the kind of tension that Christ says is okay. The okay tension is the one that says, I'm aiming my ship that way. I'm going in the way, direction of God. That's the most important thing for our family, regardless of our personalities. This is what I'm aiming for in my life. And if you're going to be a father or a mother or whomever in the family, you've got to say, we've got to agree to do this. Watch and sometimes there's not even agreement on that. And that's what Christ says is sometimes there's not agreement for periods and seasons. Sometimes they're long seasons. But you keep aiming that direction. And that will bring tension amongst people. It always does. When you say, I'm headed for God, that's what I want. That's most important in my life. Others around you will, ah, I'm not going to do that. That'll be real in your life. When you say that, you make that choice, it'll be something. 
It'll be interesting. Here's the question that you ask yourself and what I want to ask myself. Do others know where my family's headed? Do others know where I'm headed? People around me that work with me, the people I meet at a restaurant, uh, the people in a store that I meet, all around me, do they know the direction in my life? Not just because I come to church, but because I live in a certain way. Do they know that's important to me? Not that I've never made a mistake, because I will. I'll make a lot of them. What does it look like to live for Christ? What does it look like to make a choice? Do my kids know the direction I'm heading? Is it clear enough to them, this is what we do in this family? This is the direction we're going. This is what's important. Forget all the rest of it. We're headed there. That's what we want to know. So what does that mean? All right. Maybe that might look like sharing everything in your life that God's given you. Whether it be houses, lands, money, whatever it is. That might look like that, giving your life away. Christ says, if you try to keep your life, you won't, you won't be able to. But if you give it, then he says, you'll keep it. Maybe it looks like a home, and sometimes this happened in our home when I was growing up. It was a refuge for teenagers, ones whose families were in distress, or had trouble, just needed a place to be. And although many times those families said, we're not going to do what you're doing, here, but here, take our kid. Because people know the direction you're headed might be the right direction. And I want to get them on that ship one way or another. So it might be a refuge for children or teenagers or friends. That's what it looks like to give your life. Might be a life of service, whether it's here at church or in any other place. Doing things for God builds a life of service. And it's giving your time and giving your efforts. It might be devoted to teaching. Little ones or big ones. Here at a church or teaching people all around you about God. It might be that you've been given a leadership position somewhere. What do you do with that leadership position? Or making friends. Some people are just great at outreaching to people and bringing them in, talking to people, sitting down with perfect strangers and saying, you know what? This is what's important in life. Whatever it is that you've been doing, whatever specific talent you have, have you aimed that towards your family getting that ship in the right direction? Following God. Having God be your choice. Did you make a choice in your family? Now I think about back to my grandfather. He was. He was strange. He did a lot of weird things. Like I said, things I just would never even admit in public. Things I wouldn't tell about. But I will say, regardless of those things he did, the ship was aimed in that direction. That was what was important to him. When it really came down to it, all of the personality aside, you knew where he stood. 
And I do think that was passed down. I do think that was important. That's very important. So that's the question. What is important to you and your family? Is it important enough to make sure your family is aimed towards the way God is headed? We may not be a perfect family for sure. And there will be tension. But do my kids know what's important? Does my family around me know where we're headed, what we want to do, our destination in the end? I like to think about these little challenging things on Father's Day because it's a good thing to know where you're headed. Don't just get there by accident. You've got to make a plan and say, I'm going there. That's my destination. Don't let it just happen to you. Decide where you want to go. Thank you very much. Have a good day.